Hi, I'm Alexis. And I'm Dre. This is Altered, a wedding podcast that focuses on weddings affected by the pandemic. And everything in between. Each week, we will talk to different couples from all over. And wedding vendors across the world. To show that even though we may be going through unprecedented times, your special day is still within reach. Our guest today is Laura Albee, and she is a wedding planner, conveniently Alexis's wedding planner, and we're so happy to have her. Let's jump right in. Sounds good. Tell us a bit about you and your company, Extraordinary Weddings. We are Extraordinary Weddings and Events. Our tagline is, be a guest at your own wedding. Silly as it may sound, it's so important to be present, to be enjoying your day and not worried about the details. We're out of beautiful wine country in Napa, California, and we actually focus on different geography. We've got Napa Valley, Sonoma, uh, Sonoma County, down to San Francisco Bay Area. Most recently, just opened an office down in San Diego. So it's pretty exciting. We've really made a lot of changes since January or so. We have encompassed the format that we're doing right now, looking at Zoom, actually, and doing uh, a lot of video conferencing. So we have a couple that lives in France and another couple that lives in Hong Kong. So we've really broadened our horizons and it's really been kind of exciting. How did you become involved within the wedding industry? Well, I worked for a company called BI, which is Business Improvement, and it is a worldwide global company. And what we did was we planned events. And so one of my tasks was to travel all over the world to see how the guest is experiencing what's happening. Anyway, I did uh, lots of weddings and events for friends and family and was just encouraged uh, to do this on my own. I just had my 14th anniversary yesterday, and I think that was my first wedding that I planned on my own. And I honestly have friends that still remember our wedding down to a lot of the details. And that is like the biggest compliment ever. It's just making that an experience happen and have it be memorable. Yeah, no, congratulations on 14 years. That's amazing. Okay, so now I'm going to get into the pandemic. (laughs) The stay-at-home order started March 20th. What was your immediate reaction to that? I'll be very honest and tell you that it's been kind of a whirlwind of emotions. I don't know if I had much time initially to think about our business. I really dug deep into our couples and how they were feeling. It was something that was really important to me. I feel like I may have earned my therapist degree during this whole process. I have to be sympathetic, empathetic. I have to be a good listener, but I also have to be professional and I have to be the messenger of facts. What are some changes you've seen within the industry? Everyone's adapting differently. And what we called these rules of postponement became just created on the fly. Everybody, every vendor, every venue was creating these rules out of nowhere. And 
just to keep themselves solid. And I have to say, I was really proud of our industry that people really were thinking about the couples. There were a couple venues that I was not so proud of that went and added on a $4,000 charge for a Saturday in 2021. And initially I was very upset about it, but then I sat back and thought through it and okay, as a business owner, they have a venue and they can only do one event a day. And if they're taking that date from a previous year, they're losing out on their $9,000 or $10,000 venue fee. I understood it from a business standpoint, but still with that rationale, I just felt that it wasn't fair to the couple. Being one of your clients, I know you recommend insurance. Does this offer any potential protection against COVID-related rescheduling costs? In regards to insurance, I thought that was going to be my bow on the top of all this, that um, it would take care of everything. And I was told very quickly that, no, that's not true. It's considered a known circumstance. So insurance would not cover anything that was COVID-19 related. Did the insurance companies give you a reason for why it's considered a known circumstance? Yeah, once you sit back and think about it, it makes sense that word known. Insurance is meant to be for the unknown, you know, for things that you don't know are going to happen. But what was happening with the pandemic is it is a known situation. And so everything that is part of COVID-19 is not covered at all. So I was very surprised by that. But again, it was another lesson through all this. How does this affect couples who are trying to contractually change their date? So every couple that has changed their date, I have looked at the new contracts just to make sure that there is a clause in there. We've got a a few couples that are are now changing their date twice. They were earlier in 2020, hoping that this would be all over by September, October, and now they're going and changing their dates to next year. There's clauses within contracts. It's typical if your date is available, then we'll be happy to move your date is what is the general consensus. Have you had any weddings that have taken place over the past few months at all? Or is every wedding of yours pushed? That's another good question. I've actually had two, I keep using my quotations, mini monies. They um, were in the 30 person or so range. The one couple, the date was very, very important to them because it was their 10 year anniversary. They wanted to move forward with it. And I have to say it was a wonderful ceremony and then we had something very simple afterwards. What are some safety precautions that you took for the ceremony with the information that was available at that point in time? We had a 14 foot aisle. We had about eight chairs per row, but they were grouped by a husband and wife, three empty chairs, husband and wife. Two of her bridesmaids did not stand up. The bride's mom was extremely um, concerned with COVID. And I just felt so bad for her because the complexity and the level of stress that was added this couple because of this. So I suggested, why don't you have your guests drive into the parking lot and then I will personally come and greet them. 
And so I walked to the end of their car and waved into their side view mirror. And I walked personally each of the couples to their seats. Everybody wore masks. And once they were at their seat, they were able to take their masks off. Everyone was tray passed some champagne after the ceremony, but there was no food. They had some speeches and some music. Very simple, but it was a, a very special day. What was your overall reaction to the day? The uh, officiant and I were talking. And I said it was nice just to see that so much time was spent on the ceremony where sometimes in our modern world, the ceremony is, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and then you race to the reception. And I think sometimes you miss out on the importance of that sacrament or whatever your religious beliefs are. And I think it, it allowed everyone to slow down and just appreciate that. So it was really special. What advice did you give your couples early on? What I have said is just continue planning to make sure that you keep that alive. You know, if you need to take a break, that's totally fine. I've always said, if you can think about how you may feel five years from now, are you going to be happy with the decision that you're making or are you making it emotionally today? And I think it allows them to put themselves in check and go, you know what? I don't want a backyard wedding. I really want the wedding at the venue that we chose. And I'm willing to wait for that now. So I think it allowed them to have that breather. And it's okay to be upset about it. I mean, we're all upset about it. Everybody's been affected. And I think what's so amazing about this pandemic is that phrase of we're all in this together. Everyone is feeling the pain in one way or another. And so I try to just say, you've got to stay grounded and remember you're dating during this, this time frame too. Don't forget that. Go for a bike ride. Go do something fun. Don't get so fixated on all of these details. Take a break and then come back when the timing's good and pick up where you left off, but continue planning. It's going to need to be planned one way or another. You're going to get married sometime. You just, unfortunately, we don't know when. Where do you see the future of the wedding industry going? Our world has changed and it will never be the same. It'll never be exactly how it was before. And I think those that adjust and make changes and look at other revenue streams or look at other ways of planning or whatever it may be that is important to you, you need to adjust and you need to adapt. And if you sit still, that's when things will not go well. I was very fortunate that I had not some foresight. I had no idea we're going to have a pandemic, but I knew that I needed to diversify our business. And so I try to give that to our couples and to other vendors, other colleagues. You know, you've got to think of different ways to do this. A lot of our caterers have gone and now they're doing food for schools and a lot of Sunday night suppers. Paula LeDuc, which is one of the highest in our industry for catering, they're doing suppers for five or six people and, you know, delivering them. They are diversifying. They, they don't have all the business coming their direction. So I think that everyone needs to, including our couples, look at things differently. Especially during the pandemic, 
Do you find it easier for one half of the couple to make more of the decisions? I am about you being a unit together. You're both 50% of the puzzle and you're coming together. And even in my initial consultations, I always am trying to bring the groom in. Or if it is a same-sex couple, I want it inclusive. You're both in this and it's not all about one person. It's not gender specific. I really try to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and that they're included. That's great. It's good to hear. My husband was a planner. And it's part of what he really likes to do. He did lay out like, here are three options. And I would kind of pick there. I appreciated that because if he had just been like, what do you want? You know, as a Libra, I just would have gone crazy. There's too many options. But I remember like probably our biggest disagreement was where the tables were day of. And I was like, I need that table moved. One of the things I was really looking forward to is doing different food tastings for both catering and searching for the cake. Do you imagine a world where tastings would no longer be offered by vendors? Those are things that are tangible. You have to taste the food and you have to taste the the cake. So no, tastings are not going away. As a matter of fact, I had a couple that got married last month. We were looking for a cake for them. And I set up with three different bakeries for them to pick up a tasting curbside. And then they actually took it home and did their tasting on their own. So it doesn't have the glamour of being inside the bakery and smelling everything that's being cooked and all that. But they were still able to present us their product. Some of the caterers are doing tastings again, but they're doing them outside. What is your biggest piece of advice to couples right now, if you could distill it down to one thing? I would say keep your relationship solid. Keep that flame alive because these things can kind of eat you alive. Talk about things and about how you're feeling and make sure that you're thinking about the whole reason why you're here. Because you know what? You can get through anything. It just makes us stronger. Do you have a favorite wedding song? I like Marry Me by Train or You, My Love by Adele. I often get the lovely couple on the dance floor and then I'm racing off to do something else. So I don't get to hear the songs very often. What has been the craziest song that someone has walked down the aisle to? Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't even tell you. I think they're usually pretty toned down. I don't know if I've had a real crazy one or not. Coming out, I've had some crazy ones, you know, but not going down the aisle. It's a little bit more subdued. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for your time. It's been so good talking to you and getting your insight from the other side. Honestly, that a lot of us don't get to hear about too often. I can't wait to start planning with you again. Thank you so much, Laura. It's been a pleasure. If you're thinking about planning a wedding in Northern California, Laura Albee's website is www.extraordinaryweddings.com. Link also in show notes. We're all here for each other. Let's commiserate together. If you have any questions or want to share your story, please email us at info at alteredpodcast.com. After I got engaged, I found myself doing all these traditional wedding things without necessarily knowing the history of them. Why are wedding dresses white? How did the idea of an engagement ring come about? Everyone has different ideas about the wedding party. Where did all that come from? So for our ending bit each week, we'll drop some super random wedding facts. 
Here's a short history of wedding slash event planning. I doubt many of you will guess this, but one of the earliest known event planners was none other than Cleopatra. She would plan elaborate and creative ways to capture the attention of who she was interested in at the time, everything from elaborate entrances to having her boudoir filled with rose petals. Marie Antoinette was also known for planning extravagant affairs, which she was eventually beheaded for. Claire Fennell, from her thesis, A History and Analysis of Weddings and Wedding Planning, states that as a country that was founded by European immigrants, America's history of wedding planning and celebrations is very much intertwined with and rooted in that of European wedding traditions throughout history. Wedding planning as a full-time profession seems to have started after World War I as wedding became more intricate and formalized. Even those without high social standing wanted elaborate events. In 1924, Marshall Fields, the Chicago-based department store, is attributed to inventing the wedding registry. Other department stores followed their lead, and by the following year, stores and wedding vendors started offering wedding-centric products. In the 70s, weddings took a different turn where the demand was to make them more unique. 750 million people watched Princess Diana's wedding in 1981, which was considered a huge turning point for the wedding industry, showing the event itself in a completely different light. The average cost of a wedding planner within the U.S. is around 10% of your total budget, and a day of coordinator starts around $1,500 and goes up from there.